New studio, new digs. We Gucci. Yeah, we got the man cave. Even if I could, it would all be great. But your picture on my wall, it reminds me that it's not so bad. It's not so bad. What up, my glip glops? Too much last night, got bills to pay. My head just feels in pain. I missed the bus and there'll be hell today. I'm late for work again. And even if I'm there, they'll all imply. What's up? What's up, homie? What's going on, Avalanche? Fuck you, dog faced bitches. That I might not last the day. And then you call me, and it's not so bad. And welcome back to the Small Market Insecurities Podcast. It's your boy, Phil Razor. We are back for the 35th episode. 35th rendition, boys. Once again, I'm sitting across from the co-host of Chaos, Skyball. Sky, how are you doing today, man? Fucking Dido, man. I haven't heard them since I was like fucking seven. Also, Cincinnati, what's up, you fucking pathetic losers? Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm rocking the Joey D. Cartier's right now, so I can't really really talk shit. I was going to say, they've gone gone through a lot. Also, to my left, once again, the guy you love to hate. That guy, Nate. Nate, how we doing? Um, Well, I'll tell you, I feel a little soft after that uh, Dido, but, you know, it's all good. We're, uh... We're going to get amped up and get ready to go. Sorry about your losses, Cincinnati. It'll be okay. But uh, that song just screams, I should call her. That song, what that song actually screams is, thank you, football, for another good season. Yeah. yeah not on the ref's behalf, though. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll get to that, we'll get, though, buddy. We'll get there. We'll get to all that stuff. My good buddy. Let's go to the On This Date real quick. Um, on this date, February 17th. Um, we're actually going to do two birthdays today because we've got a couple icons of their sport uh, happy birthday to Jim Brown, turning Number 86 three, years old. What's up, baby? Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yeah, you can go ahead and cut that shit out right now. Oh, sorry. And also... Only I get to address Jim Brown like that. Oh. And also, legendary Washington wizard, Michael Jordan, turns 50, <laughs> turns 59 <laughs> years old today. wizard, I love it. <laughs> so, a you couple... Know, you know he's actually like a piece of shit, right? Like, oh, he's so a... Jordan Brand wanted to donate all the, all the B-grade shoes to kids in Africa. And he said, no, fuck it, sell them for less. Oh, yeah, dude, My, Michael Jordan's a degenerate gambling drunk. I mean, also, that's, yeah. that motherfucker needs to stop, whoever his stylist is, he needs to murder them in cold blood, because those fucking jeans, dude, you could fit 17 African children in there. I mean, he's a he's a big man. Uh, not that big, though. Those pants are fucking wide, buddy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he ain't got new pants since the '90s. That's all it is. Yeah. He hasn't got new pants. He's, he's living. He's living in the '90s when he was relevant. But yeah, yeah dude, holy fuck, guys. Let's hop into obviously the main topic of this podcast because it's hey, it's the last football game of the year. Can't hold anything back now. Um, we had a, all things considered a pretty good Super Bowl. You know, relative to other Super Bowls we've had to live through. Yeah, minus the refs. Well, we'll get to those too, but just in, adults in general. Uh, it was a one-possession game for majority of the game. Well, actually, I, I meant to tell you, you called the score. You just had it backwards. Correct, which is very... 23-20, but you called, what, Rams? Or, uh, I said Bengals, but yeah. I knew it'd go under, and the defenses showed out. And my, my big thing with the Except Super Bowl... Jalen Ramsey getting burnt again. That's what you get, you motherfucker. Cost me $800, and guess what? You probably cost somebody else $800. Bucks. My, my big thing with games like the Super Bowl are, the defenses, defense is all emotion. And... More often than not, in, in playoffs, defense, the emotion of defense will shine. That being said, it usually usually shines for the first half. 
The first half is a giant feeling out process. Second half, the offense is getting going. And in this game, it kind of went the other way. It was very good offensively through three quarters, actually. And then the fourth quarter was defensive stalwart city. And, yeah. and until Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup hooked up at the end. But let's go back to the first half. Let's and, kind of, and that let, pass could have totally been fucking broken up. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's just kind of take the game chronologically. Does it sound good to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. So let's go early. What early, does that even mean? Early on, I thought it was cool that, um, well, first of all, McPherson on the touchback to start the game off, which is funny because there are rumors that the opening kickoff ball is, like, weighted. So you get a kick return to make it more exciting. And he's like, Not fuck it. One. Fuck it, booted it. Um, well, also, do you know that, like, uh, what is it? This is the eighth year or eighth Super Bowl in a row that uh, the team that won the toss lost the game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it there could be something. That's a really weird it's stat. A very, but... Yeah, it's a very, very bizarre stat. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the Bengals defense, you know, stood them up and then, you know, they got the ball back. And then the, this is the first big play of the game was the Bengals going for it fourth and one at midfield. I love yeah. the call. Yeah. I love the call. It, be Max aggressive. Jones got balls. I'll give him that. It, be aggressive. Well, he, and the thing is, that was their biggest complaint was he didn't for the first, like, two and a half years. And then out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? If we're going to win titles, we got to be more aggressive. Well, he has Joey B and Jamar Chase and Evan McPherson, so, like, why would you not? Yeah. And the big and pro- Jesse Bates. The big pro- – well, they got to re-sign him, but we can talk about that later, too. Um, the big the big play on, on that drive, though, was he tried to force it in to Jamar Chase when he had T. Higgins wide open. You know? Yeah. Well, it's also like the last play of the game. Fucking Jamar Chase put uh, well, let's, let's, Jalen Ramsey's sassy ass on the fucking ground. Let's hold off. Let's hold off on the last play of the game until we get to the fourth quarter. But yes, Dad. Well, hey, we're going. I, we're going chronologically. So <laughs> he well, he tried to force it into Jamar Chase. The Rams defense was ready for it. He had T Higgins open on the outside, so it's unfortunate. Rams ball. Someone else who tried to force things. Rams ball. Ooh. Rams ball. Right, right at midfield. Go right down. Odo back and scores seven nothing. Bengals then get the ball back. Bengals go down, and they end up, you know, kind of faltering out. Now, I'm not a big field goal guy in big games, unless it's, like, end of a half or to win, or it's really low scoring. Or if you have Evan McPherson. But they had to take it, though. you got to get points on the board if the other team goes down and scores a touchdown. You can't be down 7 nothing. I will say, I did, I, I did love the, you know, the go for it on fourth down call, though. Yeah. I mean, why not? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're in the Super Bowl. Fuck it. Go for it. I mean, it. balls to the wall, dude. Throw the kid to the sink. Last game of the season. Can't hold anything back now, Brent. Yeah, exactly. We know. <laughs> All right, so hey, one thing. It's a good water, water, water this episode. I don't ever want to hear the name or the initials of Odo Beckham Jr. ever again. Well, who knows? We it might de- have it, to. It, de- yeah. it depends. It depends. It's not all about you. It depends who he signs for. This podcast is about me and what I want. It is not about you. It's actually not about you at all. It's about all three of us and what the listeners want. Factual. Factuality. <laughs> we, we are not a collective. It, it's all about. Me. So let's go to the uh, let's go to the second quarter. All right, and this is where the Bengals started picking up. And a couple field goals by the Rams. That's or sorry, touchdown by the Rams. Botched extra point. The Bengals are returning it, and I like the play where they they start lateral lateraling the ball around because mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, you, you can I, get mean, it, what, I mean, what else are you going to fucking You can do? get it to 13-5 or it can be 15-3 if yeah. the things go totally right or totally wrong. But in all reality, you're probably going to get tackled. I was disappointed that, that the Bengals didn't pick up on it and have other guys looping back and behind right. to receive the lateral. Which is funny because one of the guys I was at the party with actually had the extra point, a missed extra point in the game. Which is a good, a good prop bet for this game. Yeah. Because if you're going to put money on something silly like a coin toss... You might as well put money on something like a missed extra point, which happens in the well, NFL that or frequently. Color Snoop Dogg's shoes were going to be. 
Yeah, that would have been a good one too. But no, that that was an actual prop. Oh no, I'm saying that. Yeah, that would have been a good one to put money on yeah. too. Why not? Um, the Bengals though, they're running the ball. They're moving the ball pretty well on the ground. Mixon's having a decent day. The decision to have the halfback talk, halfback pass. That's where I thought they were going to win the game. That yeah. was that was like a microcosm of a Philly special, you know. I think you mean the Cleveland special. It's the Philly special. Baker Strutt. No, the Philly special. It, Let me have something here. No, you're, this isn't about you. Nate, how, how did you feel about the Joe Mixon halfback toss? Um, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Eh. It was a good throw. It I didn't was. love it. I didn't hate it. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst play. It wasn't the worst throw, but it, probably not the place or time. It was like it was like it was like the Kirk Cousins of passes. Yeah, that's fair. Wasn't the best. Wasn't the worst. It was certainly interesting, and it had, you know, we had a, you know, 13 to 10 game at half. Yeah. And you're kind of sitting there See, like... I thought it was going to end tied at, at half. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely opportunities for it. I mean, Zach Taylor, once again, very aggressive in the first half. I will say, though, Bengals getting the ball back to start the second half, I think that made everybody a little more optimistic. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to discuss the half, halftime show at all? That was a good show. I mean, honestly, I I'll, I'll tell you what, though, real fast. 50 Cent went from 50 Cent to $1.50. Like, God damn, that motherfucker blew up. Yeah, man, it's, it's bulking season. I mean, that's, that's what anybody Apparently would say. Apparently it's been bulking it's, it's season bulking for the last season. 20 years for him, dude. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's, he's been shot nine times. I think he's earned the right to put a little weight on if he wants to, you know? He eats nine times his own body weight now. Fuck. Oh, fair enough. So, no, I thought the halftime show was pretty good. No, it, was um, really, it was really good. Some some good commercials. You also, got the, yeah, the Big Lebowski commercial. You got the Sparrow's commercial. The musical aspect of the, of, the, of the Super Bowl. Can we just acknowledge... Janae Aiko's hands? Oh my god. <laughs> yes. So the earth is Man, covered we're by watching. 70% water. The other 30% is covered by Janae Aiko's hands. Like, holy fucking shit. Man, those we, things are We're sitting hands. at the bar, and Skylar and I both look, and we're like, oh my god, her hands, and nobody else realized it until I they looked. I think we're the only ones that caught it. Yeah, and they were like, holy shit. Dude, so when she's singing, she had her hand on like her like on her stomach. She's gorgeous, And by her the way. wrist, went, her wrist to fingers, covered... From waist to waist. Like, it, it was fucking ridiculous, dude. Like, I, literally, her hand covered her entire waist. She should be playing in the WNBA with hands dude, outside. Dude, it's like the fucking crying game. Are you kidding me? Fair. Fair. So, Bengals get the ball to start the second half. Whoa. And off, oh. the, off the bat, oh. controversy. Because T. Higgins, for sure, pulled Jalen Ramsey's face mask to throw him off that play. Yeah, fuck Jalen Ramsey. I'm cool with it. I, I'm not, I mean, as a Jaguars fan, I'm with you. I'm, I'm 100% with you on this. Yep. But if we're going to complain about the refs calling the hold on Logan Wilson later, we have to give the fact that the refs let them play and let this go. Well, see, that's the catch-22 about it, is that the refs, I much, I, I very much prefer refs that just don't blow the whistle, just swallow that shit for most of the game, unless and, it's egregious. And I thought that one was pretty egregious, and they, they missed it. They just missed it. I mean, but you got to understand, like, the NFL, there something's got to be done. There's got to be some penalization. I even saw saw that Tony Dungy tweeted out, like, the referees decided to stay out of this game and only call offsides, taunting, anything like that for 58 minutes and 30 seconds of this game and the rest of it. And then after that, they decided to interject themselves into this game. And that was a – and I think that's – that's a terrible way to do this. Are you kidding me? Like, I feel like this crew right here – just lost themselves a chance to do any more Super Bowls for a it, long time. In their, in their defense, they might have been one of the best officiating crews of the season. Which Probably. is true because yeah, for I the first for the first 
at however many drives until the end of the game, they were invisible. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. you know well, what I mean? And, and that's what you want. Though. Barring you want, fa- you want false starts and shit. Like, false start you can't avoid. Yeah. You know, super egregious pass interference you couldn't avoid. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. A kickoff out of bounds. Yeah, they're going to have to throw a flag. Exactly. Well, but, I mean, like. There, there are certain points where, like you said, you have to throw a flag at a certain point. Yeah. But I do think that officiating crew did a good job of. I thought they were good. Like though. you say, swallowing the whistle. Yeah, but I thought they, a, I a, thought they were good for fifty eight. Yeah, for, like I said, for fifty eight minutes. I also think, yeah, in the last two minutes, they fucking cheesed it, man. Well, I thought they were good. I, I mean, there was that. I mean, there was the Logan Wilson call, but then there was also the call on or the call. Um, I think it was Eli Apple on Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. That was that wasn't a good call. You missed. You missed a false start by the Rams. So my and an offsides by. They Aaron they Donald. had probably we'll like, there, but, they had probably yeah. what five or six missed calls in the entire game. Yeah. What did you rather than miss? Normal games where you miss like twelve to fifteen calls. I'd rather than miss a few calls and let them play and decide it on the field than have yeah. flag yes. flag fest and get it right to yeah. the to the get it right. So what you mean is like any fucking Browns game? No, I just mean like a lot of NFL games in general. Like what I what I, what I can't stand is. Like flag fest, we have fourteen penalties on one team and nine on the other. Yeah, and are the are they all holds? A majority probably are. My thing is like pass interference holding like the color guard. You know what I mean? That's like, what I'm saying. Like flags I'd, everywhere. I'd rather watch them play, and it's why I really have a tough time watching basketball nowadays. So I feel like they get sent to the line. It's like, dude, just let them fight through it. Yeah, like it's more entertaining when the when it's free flowing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think they were actually pretty good in this game. Yeah. So the the Bengals got seven points off of a pretty generous non-call yeah and then they gifted the Rams seven points at the end but we'll get so I'm, we're right there a couple you know trade field goals the end of the third you're going into the fourth like well, well we're talking you gotta you gotta talk about that matt stafford interception right well, i was gonna say the one right before half where he tries to do the point and yep. it's like you're gonna point and not expect jesse bates to get there and pick that off right and then you know you just, i've been saying jesse bates dog he a dog yeah. Jesse Bates for president. And then the other one, the second pick, where... Right, where it was the, the Rams' first possession of the second half. You know, just a tip pass and, you know, mm-hmm. Bengals wide receiver right there to pick it off. Yeah. If you the know. Bengals had been able to score a touchdown on that drive, that might have broken their back. Absolutely. That may have broken mm-hmm. their back. Being up by 11. Yeah, up by 11, you know, with probably, what, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter? Or third quarter? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I'm not saying the Rams wouldn't have come back, no. but it would have changed the entire game plan. No, yeah, absolutely. Because the Bengals would have run the ball more, even if they're up by four again. Like you guys said last episode, if Joe Mixon gets at least what seventy yards, I said seventy-five or seventy-five. Yep, he did. I don't believe he was there. I think it was what fifty-eight. We're looking it up right now. Yeah, Give me one sec. That's my fault, stack guy. Fuck no, it's okay. Know. I got what it. What the fuck are you doing? No, I got it right here. Joe Mixon had. <laughs> 72 yards on the ground. Oh, shit. Well, we fucked see, up. I said right, if, three but see, I, but hey, I said three if short. he had 75, they won. He they had 72. I'm pretty sure he had he also, 70. And he had six passing, so he had 78 total. 78 it, total yards, but I said, but I mean. No, I know. Yards. 15, 15 carries for 72 yards was the Joe Mixon total. Um, that's actually pretty good. 4.8 yards per carry against that Rams interior line is very good. So It is. Oh, yeah. It is, for sure. Um, hey, if you're facing Aaron Donald and Von Miller, like, you can get over three and a half, you're good. Yeah. So, I think the big turning point, and we'll, let's talk about it. I'm going to shout out my mom. Thank you, Jennifer, for tweeting this at us. Much appreciated. She said, talk about the officiating. And the old, like, hindsight's 20-20, right? 
if the Bengals let the Rams score to get the ball back down by three with four minutes left for Joe Burrow, I think they'd have had it. Oh yeah, these calls these calls don't happen. Yeah. No, that's still putting all the pressure on your offense. I was. You, you guys were with. Well, Phil, you weren't because you left for that party. But Nate, I was saying, I'm like, dude, let them score. Yeah. Let the fucking Rams score and give them give them more time. Well, and honestly, man, here's the thing: you had let Joe Shiesty do his shit. You know, I I saw some uh, I saw some you know still frames after after the fact. I think it was the day after. I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. Before. You know, Jamar Chase, you know, coming open on that play on that fourth down. Where that's what I was saying earlier. He was wide. The f- he had yeah. Jalen Ramsey on the ground. Yeah. And and so really, and what does it show? It shows your offensive line just couldn't give Burrow the extra yeah, second, man. He just didn't have enough time. I and mean, granted, it is it is Aaron Donald that is you know one of the best pass rushers in the game, but still, you know, Phil's boy, Mister Undrafted, Quentin Spain. Yeah, he blew it. Oh boy, you showed why your name is Mister Undrafted. Yeah, well, hate to say it, but seven years in the league, he's an undrafted player. But the thing tough. is, when it comes to that. Cincinnati, this draft has to go O line, O line, O line, O line. Trade, trade a pick, or you know, maybe trade a player. Get yeah. another, get a couple picks. O lines throw in there. Corner, yeah. corner, and O line. They need someone better than Eli Apple. Corner and O line. Yeah. Eli Apple's been average at best. I mean, he's a nice. And I think you gotta. I think you gotta get some linebackers. Kind of certain to compliment Logan yeah. Wilson. Apparently, they had two out for this game that I was unaware of. Yeah. Um, guys, you know, it, you know, not Bengals fans, so we're not entirely aware of their. 53-man roster. I am not. I am now. Yes, you are now. Scott, no, Sky's, been, Sky's been studying all week. No, um, fuck that. I'm still a Browns fan. But um, so Baker, get your shit together. Let's get to the uh, let's get to the the holding call on Logan Wilson because that was really the game the game changer. Was, Logan yeah. Wilson played the game of his life. He did. Yeah, he did. He was everywhere. He Cam, had the po- he had the postseason of his life. Cam Akers was irrelevant. In this game, like the yeah. the Rams running game didn't exist. No, mostly in part because of Logan Wilson. Yeah, he was he filled every a gap perfectly. Nobody yeah. could touch him. And when it wasn't to his side, Pratt did a great job on the other side. Number fifty seven for the Bengals was great too. Yeah, and it's unfair that the game came down. Like anybody that's like anti Logan Wilson right now, you're an idiot. And I will say, yeah. if anybody had Logan Wilson, college teammate of Josh Allen, playing in the first Super Bowl between the two of them. Good call. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, who who would have fucking seen that coming? No one. Exactly. That that's kind of that's that's why I think everybody's everybody that isn't a Rams fan. I say that in quotes because they don't have fans. Everybody who's not a Matt Stafford fan, pretty much, you know, yeah. is upset about this loss because you feel like you got cheated Brady at the end. Doesn't want to yeah. suck up EJ's dick. Yeah. Well, or shit well, in his chest. No, or shit in his chest. All right. Although I did feel bad that he that he tore his ACL in this game. I know, I I know you're going to say you don't feel bad. I don't. I feel. I wish it was both. I, mean, I feel I bad because nobody should have to have to leave the biggest game of their life out injured. That's not fair yeah. to him. Hey, I will say. So we do have the uh, He's the a re- cherry picking son of a bitch. Fuck him. We do have a replay of the uh, Super Bowl going on, and, and I noticed there was a crucial drop uh, of a pass by Tyler Boyd on a third down that would have been a good would have been a gimme. You know. First down. Well, I feel like a fucking jackass because I was singing his praises in the preview. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, we no, all it's, were. It's He's fine. Been... He still had a solid game. I think that was one of his one of three drops that he had all year, man. If that, like, he might have had that. Might have been his only. Drop or just like year. we were talking about the interceptions coming at the worst times. Yeah, that's the worst time to have a drop. Absolutely. Oh yeah, no, it is. I yep. so here it is. Here it is. The hold. Oh God. In terms Don't of throw no turkey, uh, part two. In terms of the officiating in this game, I like I said, I don't think it was bad. 
I thought it was unfortunate timing at the end, and Bengals fans feel. I thought it was better than most. Yeah, Bengals fans feel cheated, and I understand why. But you got to think you got seven free points out of a non OPI, so everything equals out in the end. And I think this game was equal officiated. You know, it did suck at the end when Aaron Donald lined up offside, but that's technically on the linesman needs to give him a warning. Because what they do is, if you line up, whether you're a receiver or a lineman, yeah, yeah, you, you can check. Yep. As, as you and I, as all three yeah. of us know from playing football, you can check and say, am I on? D linemen can do that too. They can give a look and they give you a little scooch back yeah. sign. Yeah. And clearly they didn't do it, which means he lined up offside from the beginning. That linesman needs to be the one to say, hey, back the fuck up. They can yell in there at you to do that. They didn't. He was offside. He got through. My biggest thing about it is not the officiating. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on the last play. My biggest thing isn't Aaron Donald yeah, running dude, offside. He was a whole fucking yard offside. I hated the play call. I hated the play call. It's fourth and one. Yeah. Throw a quick screen out to Jamar Chase and either let him get the first down. Are you talking or, about Samaji P. still being in thing? I don't mind the third and two run on some. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, that, I don't know why that he was in but, the game. Well, so I think what he was trying to do, he was trying to catch him off guard, thinking that. Yeah, he probably would over- be soft on that. He got in his own head a little bit, Taylor did. He would have himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's. Certainly, certainly uh, something that, you know, we can look back now. Yeah. I definitely think, though, if they had thrown, like, a screen out to Jamar Chase and had, like, Tyler Boyd crack down or crack out and then have Jamar Chase cut underneath, that could have been exponentially more boomer boomer bust, if you will. But I don't like running a passing tree on fourth and one against a team that you can barely block. And Joe Burrow got sacked seven times. What, what, honestly, I'm surprised it wasn't 15 or 12 or, 12 or whatever we said. S- yeah. He got sacked 70 times this year. Now, that being said, I want to tip Was the cap. Was he the most sacked quarterback in the league? This year, yeah. It's like third most all time in terms of regular and postseason combined. number one in the league. Regular and postseason combined, he's like, it's third most all time. Yeah. What I wanted to say was, I, I, I did want to give... Kudos to Matt Stafford. Good for him. Man, probably one of the, the guys. One of the guys that most deserves a Super Bowl. Well, he, he and Cooper Cup. Yeah. yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah. yeah, he punched his ticket for the gold jacket this year. I don't. I, think uh, I don't. I don't agree. Matt Stafford's stats. I, I don't know if he. I don't know if he's quite there. Nah, his stats say otherwise. He's twelfth. Matt. He's twelfth all. He's twelfth all time in Pat. Yeah. He's 12th all-time in passing yards. we got to look at the generation he plays in and that stat. He's he, has, he played for him what he did, though. Yeah, and that's fair. Like, Calvin Johnson's a Hall of Famer, but I don't – Stafford will probably be one by the time it's all said and done, but I don't think he's one now. I, I would give it to him now. I'd give him a gold jacket. I don't <clears> – Maybe not first ballot, but eh. – I mean, it's the NFL. Everybody makes their Hall of Fame at some point, so – Yeah. You know, it's not really that – you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of whatever to me. But he'll, he'll make it unless he's Baker Mayfield. He'll probably get in at some point. He'll probably get into the Hall of Fame at some point. I mean, you got to look at his number. He has the most fourth-quarter comebacks of, of what? Any quarterback? The last ten years. The last ten years, yeah. yeah. That, that's I mean, got to count. That, and he won a Super Bowl. He's, so. got, he's got some longevity in there, too. He, he's longevity. 13, 13 seasons. Longevity he's, plays he's, a big role. He's mm-hmm. four for four in playoff games now after playing with the Rams. Hey, I mean, if Dan Marino got in without... Winning a Super Bowl. Well, Dan Marino had gotten to do what Matt Stafford did. He probably would have won two or three had he gotten the chance to go play somewhere better. That's true. Well, yeah. But still. But, the, the but, but those guys. But those, the same situation. Those guys were loyal back. Like, quote, unquote, loyal. 
Nowadays, fuck loyalty. Go get the bag and go try to win a title. Oh, come on, man. Th- 12 years in Detroit, that's fucking loyalty. I'm not, no, no, I'm not saying Matt yeah, Stafford yeah. is, I'm not saying Matt Stafford's unloyal to Detroit. I'm, I'm just saying, saying you, you spent your entire career. career that's loyalty. what I mean. Guy, I, you know, I, I get it. That's what I'm saying. Like, the quote-unquote loyalty. Right. I'm, I'm using that facetiously. Right. There, yeah. I don't think, I don't, you didn't, trades probably just weren't as prevalent back then. They weren't. The trade deadline meant nothing back then. Yeah. You used to see, like, a third string running back get traded so we might be able to play a little bit for a bad team. Yeah. It was not what it is now. Yeah. So, now, I did, I did see a stat that sucks, and I think Joe Burrow's going to buck this trend. The last 16 quarterbacks to lose their debut in the Super Bowl never made it back. I think Burrow will be back. I think so too. I think he'll be back, but the problem is, and looking at it from the bigger picture, from you the gotta, sm- we'll have to see what happens with the coaching and the pieces that they keep around. Well, they just renewed Zach Taylor for what through twenty twenty six five years. Yeah, that's a. Uh, ugh. I would uh, I would have given him three. Uh, I, that's, I, I feel it's the same thought. I'd have given him. I'd have given no, him. Three. No, no, they gave him four. They gave him five. Twenty twenty two is year one, not year zero. Uh, He's through twenty twenty six. Yeah. So I. I'm not a fan of that. That's a very Cincinnati nepotism thing. Like, oh, you got us there. Now we're going to stay there. But Well, and I thought the same shit, but... But they can also fire. It doesn't mean anything. It's not, it's not Zach Taylor. It's Joe Burrow. They got him there. Oh, 100%. And, well, really, Jamar Chase. And the signing of Trey Hendrickson, who had a great game as well. Stacks, he had Sack of Stafford. You know, I thought Hendrickson was good. I thought Sam Hubbard was good. I thought the defense was actually pretty good. In this game yeah. for the Bengals. They, they, they held the Rams I mean, to three. Other, yeah, two, two touchdowns, three field goals. I'll take that up. You tell the Bengals fans before the game, they're going to hold the Rams. They're going to hold the Rams to 23 points. I think most of them feel pretty good about their chances to win that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, be, that being said. I agree. If I'm looking at the bigger picture from a Bengals perspective, and this will be the last thing we do to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. It, you know, is you look at the AFC. And I'm talking going into 2022. Quarterback-driven division. You have you. I mean, the smart money is going to be on Mahomes or Allen to get to the Super Bowl. And I, don't know, I don't know. Mahomes. I, I, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm just saying the smart money will be on those it, two. It, it'll do. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, Mahomes blew an 18 point lead this year in the AFC title game. Like he, he also was, threw a ton of fucking interceptions. Well, yeah, I'm saying, but like he all, like he also, you know, was right there on the precipice of going yeah. to another also, Super side Bowl. Side note: Shout out to Nate throwing a curling. Yes, we love curling. Matt Hamilton, legend. Oh, USA um, versus Denmark. So, it, but but if you if you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC, they're all getting better. Herbert's yeah. getting, Herbert's getting better. Allen's getting better. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes most likely. Let's be honest. Where does Deshaun Watson go? Does he stay in the AFC? Some Lam- prison uh, or a massage parlor? One of the two. Lamar Jackson or Cleveland? Healthy Lamar Jackson. Healthy Lamar Jackson next year. Healthy mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson next year. We don't know where Aaron Rodgers is going to end up. Like, there's a lot of question marks. <clears throat> Actually, so, <clears throat> the Aaron Rodgers thing, I think it's Tennessee. He just bought, he just bought a house and land out there in Tennessee. It's because it's cheap. Uh, well, when you're a millionaire, everything's cheap. Holy cheap, shit, dude. Cheap taxes. Aaron Rodgers to the Aaron Rodgers to the Titans, I think, instantly makes them a, a contender. I, I think it makes them... Possible winners. Uh, uh, so here's the thing: uh, if Derrick so Henry he, stays healthy, yeah, he he bought a ton of land out in, uh, out in a town, I forget the town name, but it's outside of Nashville, like Murfreesboro or one of those. I I think that actually might be Murfreesboro. For Middle yeah, Tennessee bought, State, is Blue Raiders, baby. He bought, he bought a bunch of land and a house out there. 
And it kind of adds up to where it's like, Ryan Tannehill's as useful as a poopy-flavored lollipop. Oh, we've already established that. Yeah, we know this. Cotton. So, to me, can you imagine that offense, dude? Oh, I like, dude, I was just thinking. Henry, Henry in the backfield? Dude, that's, that, oh my I'm God. just thinking about Julio, it. Julio, AJ. Yeah, it, it, it makes sure. sense. For it sure makes happy. sense. Well, because you know the Packers aren't going to trade him to an NFC team. They're not going to keep him in the division. No, like, no, like absolutely not. We'll, we'll do and we'll we'll do a quarterback carousel like opinion piece podcast you know style thing in like March when we're in the dead of everything and like we need a little. Yeah. I like, can tell you where Baker's going. A little football talk will be good. Home to Texas forever. Yeah, I mean that makes sense if Deshaun leaves. Um, no, 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 I don't mean playing for a team. I no, mean, just just done. So before we uh, before we hop into our listener question, I wanted to say just shout out to the Vikings. They hired O'Connell, the Rams' offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, that's a great hire. And it is a great. Hire. Does that mean that Kirk Cousins will be there? Who knows? Um, I think so. I don't. I don't see the. I don't see the Vikings parting ways with him. Yeah, I don't think they're ready to hop off. Apparently, the apparently they're inquiring about other quarterbacks just off the bat. But we'll see what Do happens there. Uh, Deshaun Watson's one of them. Ooh, well, you know, I mean, you know if, you I could, have, if you want to have your physical therapy staff assaulted week in and week out, I'll tell you, sure. you know who I could kind of like over there in Minnesota is uh, Russ. I was going to say Russell Wilson as well. Uh, Russ, Russ over there makes me, ooh. Makes you I mean, hard. It does. A little <laughs> bit. You got Dalvin. Him with Dalvin. Oh, Justin dude, Jefferson. Justin Jefferson and Russ. Dude, that'd be like you need a You need a healthy feeling for a year, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you've got the pieces there, man. They well, do. Because you know Adam Thielen's not going anywhere. No. no. They, got a, they got a solid defense, so why not? Why not? You know, sure. So let's hop into the listener question. Shout out to loyal listener of the podcast, Emily Witt, at mwitt17 on Twitter. Damn, girl, you shit with that ass? Shutters <laughs> She uh, she asks, she sent me a meme, and I want to talk about this. I think it's a great idea. I'm going to preface it by saying NFL owners will never go for this because they're fucking greedy twats. Don't get me started on those fucking ass. That being said, should the team that comes in dead last in the NFL have to play the XFL champion? Absolutely. As a promotion relegation one-off. Give me, give me some It'd be a lot too. of fun. My, uh, you know, I do like that idea. I also had the idea of instead of the fucking Pro Bowl, because that's a fucking waste of airtime and people's the brain bottom cells, two teams play each other and the, the loser bottom gets two, the second pick. Winner gets first pick, loser yeah. gets second. Like, let's make this fucking interesting because that bullshit is trash, my guy. Well, and it prevents tanking to a degree, but I like I like the relegation promotion idea. I like the promotion relegation idea solely because it stops the tanking bullshit. Yes, tanking is trash. And because if you tank, there's a very good chance that you could end up playing against fucking guys that work at UPS. So yeah. this this is this <laughs> for the listeners that aren't familiar with promotion relegation, just a quick thirty second. It's how most soccer leagues in the world work. And what they do is the teams that come in either bottom two or bottom three of said league get relegated down to the league below them. So yep. th- think of it this way. Major League Baseball has a minor league system. Yeah. If you're one of the bottom three teams in Major League Baseball record-wise, you would have to go to AAA. All yep. of your players would leave, pretty much. Some of them would stay, yep. but a lot of them would leave, and they'd yep. go to other clubs. And then the top two teams in AAA get automatically promoted – and then the teams that come three through six would have a playoff yeah, between yeah. them. And then that third team would come up. So if you're unfamiliar with, with Pro-Rel, that's what we're talking about. We are going to do an opinion piece on promotion relegation as a whole and why Americans didn't do it and why we probably should have, at least for the MLS. Probably because it 
fucking egos. But well, also, <laughs> but really, I think the biggest thing, and this, I mean, it would be so fun to watch, though. It would be. Oh, yeah. The only problem is the only problem. The Jags it, playing Cardale Jones and the the what and the one of the, the the defenders. Yeah, the outlaw. Sorry, Nate. What were you gonna say? The only problem with it is, is there's no other like true established leagues that you could you know kind of do that with. That's the yeah. problem. If if the XFL had been around since its first inception, since the 90s, and it continued, yep. then that might be an option by now. But, unfortunately, that's not where we are, and you can't do that because there's nothing like that. I mean, if you did that, well, the only way you could do that is by relegating to, like, college football. Well, that's, it, that's the next most established. You could, it, you could do it in college football. Well, so here's the thing. Also, yeah, yeah, definitely college football, yes. But So here's my thing also. The catch-22 of it is if... You're an XFL team that gets promoted to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're going to go out there and get the shit kicked out of you. Giant influx of cash. Players will come to your team. Well, all yeah, the all the money that cycles in. Yeah, probably. A chance. That's the thing. Sure, and you it's can. Not a guarantee. You, thing. There's a very good chance that, like, if you don't get the if you don't get the players, because I mean, at least the first couple of years, if you don't get the players, you're going to go out there and just get the snot kicked out of you every fucking week. You could you could pick guys off of the leagues below you. Yeah, you, you you could pick guys off the league, you know, the, or you guys could pick guys off the relegated side. Yeah, and then the you, you, you could pick them. Are they compared to actual NFL? But talent? then, because of like TV revenue and other things, you can go out there and get other guys brought in from other teams, like third string running backs on the Texans. Go, oh, I could play for Washington to probably be the starter. That you're going to sign them for cheap, so you're, it's going to be affordable. And and the perfect example for this is is like this year in the EPL, Brentford came up for the first time in 75 years. They're probably not going to get relegated because they spent money properly. They went out and signed Christian Eriksen, the defender that died for Denmark on the pitch, and then they revived him. Yeah. They got him on a free transfer. You have to have shrewd business. Mm-hmm. So undrafted guys cost you virtually nothing. Yeah. But they're, they have a chip on their shoulder. Does that mean you're going to automatically stay up? No. Well, like what happened with Quentin Spain. Seven years in the league is nothing to scoff at for it's Quentin not, Spain. No, I mean, seven years in the league to blow it. Like, Super Bowl. Oh man, hey, hey, you you can hold your own. You can hold your own to a certain degree. It's but when you're put up against like players that are number one at your position at their position, odds are you're going to get exposed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like, that's the thing is like it, with the promotion relegation, the only the only real problem I see. Yeah, if, if you have the money, spend it. But it's it's more of the <clears throat> it's more of an attraction thing where it's like, what do I have to sell to these guys to get them on my team? It's going to be a lot harder for an XFL promotion team to even get say free agents. NFL, oh, NFL fr- relegation. free free agents will come play for you, guys. Yeah. Guys that are on their last leg will come play for you. Yeah, like but, but anybody trying to keep that dream alive, push the sun up into the but, sky for one more go around. Yeah, what if we got NFL Europe established and then and then that got going? The bitch of that is, is that you have to get them back over here. They're jet lagged. You better can, just get can, a bunch of rugby players in there. Yeah, well, and, but I'm saying like it, it's a bitch for for the travel. Yeah, like what if, what if, what if you need a guy a day before? No, it's I'm not saying get NFL there. Europe's its own league, man. Yeah, it's, no, it's, I know what you're saying. It's like, a, it's like the redheaded stepchild of the. NFL. I still don't think yeah. I don't. I, I still don't think NFL Europe will ever thrive, and this is why. No. They already have their own version of what of what we call football, and they are gung ho about it because it's pretty much the only sport played in most of these countries. So they're yeah, al- they're yeah, already they're they're all rugby and cricket. Yeah. They're already diehards. So it'd be really tough to try to implement our football over there. But that's also the same thing with the promotion relegation is 
You already had, like, like, for instance, Cleveland. Like, Browns fans are loyal to a fault. So if you They'd think, follow them right down to the XFL. They wouldn't leave. I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but it would be hard to keep viewership and sell tickets. Well, that's the whole point. Don't get relegated. Don't tank. Well, yeah, I understand that, but I'm saying, like, for the livelihood of the program, and it's it's just going to be a problem. It for no, it's it's a problem if you suck at like our teams, our teams suck yeah. historically. My team would have been relegated twice by now. The last the two seasons. Like going there and win the the XFL and get re-promoted, but then they're going to go out there and get their fucking shit kicked in again. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Is it it encourages your owner to spend money? Don't be cheap. That's the biggest problem. And we're going to get to that topic later. Yeah, but that's that's why. So. Emily, it's a great question. Thank you for letting us, uh, you know, talk about that one. And we will have a pro rel. Remember, guys, if you have ideas for opinion pieces and other things, reach out to us on social media, uh, Twitter at Small Market INS, Instagram and TikTok, Small Market Insecurities. And if you have gambling-related inquiries, please reach out to Nate at SMI Side Hustle. He will be happy to talk over those with you. Also, if you have any questions about Brian and I's OnlyFans, it is starting soon. Oh, good. Yes. If you have any suggestions of uh, positions, maybe let us know. I think you got, I think you guys should call it Robin Bigger. Oh my god, <laughs> that's horrible. Why I you're was, a you're a you're a skinny punk white guy and Brian is a large African American gentleman? Just saying. I was gonna call it white chocolate. I think Robin Bigger is pretty good. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> Thanks. What about uh? <laughs> let's hey, let's hop over to the NHL, shall we? All right, fair enough. We have stop on the We have we have a few things in hockey we're gonna talk about. First of all. Guys, as much as we hate the city of Pittsburgh, we got to do some stick taps for Sidney Crosby scoring 500 goals. I refuse. Bill's the only one that's giving Bill, you're this. Yeah, hey, you know what? I'm, yeah. tr- I'm trying to support all the markets here. I, I mean, I'll uh, give it, them. It, it right. sucks. You, know, right, you get a couple of them. There it's, you go. It, it sucks, but at the end of the day... It, you ain't it, getting dick from me. It's hard to deny greatness, and Sidney Crosby's a great one. Not the great one, but a great one. He is. He is. Like, for our generation, he's one that'll be remembered, for sure. Yep. Yeah, I'm still going Obi. Oh, Ov Ov's number one. Like it, it'll be Ov one, Sid two. Yeah, totally fair. Uh, all I see is number one. And, and so, all okay. I see is number one. Okay. Um, guys, we got to talk about this though. This is embarrassing. It's humiliating. I don't understand why the NHL hasn't stepped in and denied this. The Arizona Coyotes, Dude. beginning in 2022-2023, they're doing renovations to play at Arizona State's arena. The Yotes will be utilizing the university's new multi-purpose stadium beginning at the start of 2022-2023. Sky, to put this in terms, congratulations. The Browns are leaving their stadium because they're too cheap, and they're going to go play at the University of Akron. Congratulations. This is embarrassing for the league. It is a terrible look. And anybody that tries to make the argument, oh, that barn's going to get packed nightly. First of all, no, it's not, because college kids won't be able to afford how much money they're going to need to pay NHL contracts. It's going to be 250 bucks a seat in there a night. They're not going to be able to afford it. This is, there's no way they'd sell it out. This is embarrassing. The Arizona coyotes should pack up and move, either move to Houston, either move to Kansas city, other move to Quebec City. Ooh, I love Kansas City for a hockey town. They had one; it didn't work, but the Kansas City Barons didn't work. But it could happen. I, I could see it. I could see it coming back. I could see it being a hockey town uh, now. Well, you see a lot of things that don't work out. So, um, obviously not Atlanta. That'll never happen again. Uh, no, no, they've had two tries. They're I don't. I don't think New Orleans would work either. No. no. And but, that's why I say Houston won't work either, man. It's too south of a town. You're not going to get the. Demonstration. There's just so many people. Portland. I bet Portland would support it. 
Look at Dallas, though. Da yeah, well, that Dallas won a cup. That helps. But Portland might support it. Portland could, yes. I could see Portland doing it. San Francisco gets a team to rival San Jose. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I like that. You know? I do like that. I, like, there are options. Yeah. Well, the problem is Milwaukee would be perfect, but the problem is the Blackhawks own the rights to the 100-mile radius, so Milwaukee will never have an NHL team. What about Salt Lake City? I bet it would do well. That's it's, what, a, it's a good I challenge. Feel like, I feel like Salt Lake would that's do well. What, that's the other one that I thought of, too. I mean, yeah. that's that's a, I feel like that's a market that's pure for some hockey. I mean, All those fucking Mormons, man. Basketball, hockey, dude. Two winter sports. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if the Jazz do that well, I feel like... I feel Expand like the arena a little bit. Yeah, you sure. probably just, you know... Mess with the arena a little bit and make it hockey accessible, and bam, you got both of them in place. Yeah. That's why I said Portland too. It makes sense. Yeah, you know you can get everybody in there. But guys, right, but like out. Roswell. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the aliens. Yeah. The fans. Oklahoma City. I doubt it. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think so. Well, what's interesting is the only Division One college hockey team below the Mason Dixon line is Alabama Huntsville. It's where Cam Talbot's from. He's yeah. their first Arizona? NHLer. Arizona, uh, they don't technically count as south of Mason Dixon because they're out west. Yeah, that, uh, that's why. Mason stops in what Missouri? Yeah, it's like yeah. Right, it's like right along there. But it's a good yeah. shout. Arizona State is D one. Yeah, which is why they're getting this team. Yeah. Um, but no, like it, maybe like, like Alabama doesn't have any pro teams. I wonder how we're doing like Birmingham. Now what? About, you know what I mean? Now what about well, this? It's a t it's a tiny market, but like I mean, if they sell out their college games. So here here's my thing. Um, so they're too all they're all too busy having sex with their cousin to pay attention to hockey. Nick Sa Nick Saban's like if you go to the games you don't support me. Now here's a now here's a question. Exactly, he, he's got to have a monopoly on it. All right, Nick, I've monopolized the state. Is there is there a, is there a chance that a it's good. Is there a chance that maybe like a Madison or a Green Bay could possibly get a team? Green Bay I, would have, I think Green Bay would kill. I think Wisconsin's fucked seven ways from Sunday because of Chicago and Minnesota right there. Yes. Yeah. Quebec City makes a lot of sense. What about what about Montana? I've only, I've been a proponent. Not for enough another, people. I've been a proponent for another Canadian team. Quebec City, Lawson or Deeks to Colorado, it would make sense. Alaska, too far away. Yeah, way too far. Travel. Too far, travel. too far to travel. Really That's why you'll you'll never see a pro franchise in Europe. A pro franchise. A pro franchise <laughs> in Europe, Hawaii or Alaska. That's it. It's too far. Well, yeah, Hawaii for sure. Yeah. Um. My other thought was maybe you get one that plays in like Fargo or St. Pierre because combined, I think North and South Dakota have I think like Fargo would be a good city. I think like they have 1.5 million there. Yeah, and they turn out for everything. You build a barn that holds 20,000. You can probably get enough people in there. What about Augusta, Georgia, Maine? Oh no! No, I bet I bet the Bruins in Montreal would. Yeah, the would, Bruins, the Bruins. And yeah, 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 I didn't, I didn't Montreal's right above it too. Yeah, I didn't think about Montreal. Yeah, I mean there are others. I mean, like, it's, what if we reinstate the Hartford Whalers? If they clean that town up, it's a shithole. Well, yeah, it's a shit, it's a fuckhole for sure. But I mean, Hartford did well when they were there. You can put them back though. That's fine by me. Hey, how about Thunder Bay? Just Ooh. give me some Thunder Bay. It's a great day for hey Thunder Bay. That's right, baby. Just, just even off the name. Can we go back, though, to how embarrassing this is, though? We can speculate on where they should relocate to all day. This this is a such a bad look for the NHL. Oh, it's terrible. Th this, oh, is, yeah. this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm reading it here. The franchise will play their home games at Arizona State for at least the next three seasons. Gary Bettman, stop this now. Well, that's that's going to be like watching a bunch of kids that had extra time on tests play against each other. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be like watching paint dry. Alex Marullo and Andrew Barraway, the ownership 
the two primary owners they of the sound Coyotes. Like they should be ashamed of themselves. They think this is a good idea. Oh, Gary Bettman! Is, Gary Bettman just became the second worst commissioner of the four major sports. hundred percent. After Rob Manfred. Yeah. Thank yeah, God. Rob Manfred's a fucking. And we shit. are going to talk about that soon. Don't yes, worry. Yes. Yes. Because Roger, Roger Goodell coming in very we, closely at a we, t- oh, like, yeah. it, like, like Gary funny. Bettman just eked them out from being at a tie. For we, we should do an opinion piece on who the worst commissioner. Of a pro sports league is. If you let, yeah, please let us know if that's something you want to hear because I'll do it. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm and, so we, down. and we can include Don Garber from you know, the MLS be, in that too. Absolutely. You know, I that, think that, that was would be, my angle. Yeah, that's, can, I, can I finish? Oh, I, I apologize. I was kidding. I, I was done. Are you, <laughs> are you polite with? Are you that polite with your lovers? Never, never in my life. Ask Rachel. Um, no, I think that'd be a good that'd be a good bar piece where we get the people involved in that. Let let them give their yeah, like run out run out the top part of like Park Street Tavern yeah, as that people come up. Let them give their two cents. Delight. People are asking. Part people did. are asking. Part, part do, did. Part did. Part did. That could oh, be a fun. nice little masters event that we do. I agree. Little masturbation. Little masturbation. Yeah. Hey, but real quick, I have one more city just to throw out there because we talked out we talked about the Canadians, dude. Halifax, Nova Scotia. Let's fucking do The it. Highlanders? Yeah. Yeah. Little, uh... D- Doug Glad. Little Doug Glad. Doug Glad. Yeah, baby. 69. Come on. That'd be the furthest East team possible. Guys, Z- Xavier Laflamme. Xavier Laflamme. Hey, where the fuck are you at? 69. Nice. Nice. This guy fucking gets it. I'm Any sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just no Newfies, okay? Yeah, no Newfies. They're no fucking Newfies. wild. They're like... I mean, Newfies just... They go hard. Hey, Phil. I heard that uh, Skyler's got the native flu. Ooh, you got the native flu button? You got the native flu That's button. unfortunate, bud. That's a real unfortunate. Really? I hate to hear suck, that, bud. Suck my cock, I'll murder your family. <laughs> let's go to... It's not gay brothers. Let's go to the NBA. And the part I want to talk about are all these fucking trades. Trade and no, we're not going to talk about James Harden and Ben Simmons because they both went to big markets and they're both fucking divas. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. I've been fucking held hostage by my new job so i didn't even know that that was a thing that's fine i heard speculation then i didn't see it actually officially happen. so there was a massive now i we will include trades that have one small market team involved if even if it's with a big market team because we got to talk about the small markets yeah absolutely. so there was a giant four team trade where the milwaukee bucks only got better because they got serge Ibaka. that's a nice piece to add to that team uh, he's, he's getting up there though. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's going to play a primary role, but that's a nice secondary option for that team to have to supplement guys Come like Bobby Portis. Yeah. yeah, to yeah. Give, give, give Bobby Portis a breathing, yeah, you know, the bench, he's all right. you know, and then I just don't trust him to, you know, play a full game every night, which is fair. Rodney hood and uh semi a If I say that right. Um, from Milwaukee went to the Clippers and then our boys, the Sacramento Kings, baby. Shout out to the Kings. They got, Dante DiVincenzo from Milwaukee, who national champion of Villanova, NBA champion with Milwaukee. He's now with the Kings. The Kings had a couple other trades that I'll get to, too. A lot of differing opinions in Sacramento right now based on the guys that they traded, but I wanted to shout that out as well. Um, And then the Pistons got involved. They sent Josh Jackson and Trey Lyles and a second-round pick. I'm leaving the picks out because who cares, uh, to the Kings. And then the Kings sent... A very high draft pick, Marvin Bagley the third, to the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So now they get the Pistons stocked up on some young talent. They got obviously Cade Cunningham. They got Sadiq Bay, and now they have Marvin Bagley the third. And Bagley the third really wasn't seeing much court time with the Kings. So it's good to see him go somewhere else, get a fresh start, 
Little Caesars Arena is beautiful in Detroit. Have either one of you guys been to it? No, I'm not. I want to get out there, though. Sky, have you been up there? To Little Caesars Arena in Detroit? I don't go to Detroit because I'm not white trash. Well, I am white trash, but... Oh, don't, don't shit on Detroit, man. No, man. D- Detroit's, Detroit's got some good shit up there. Yeah, and Little Caesars Arena is really nice. It's like half a Hall of Fame to the Pistons, who have a storied history, and half a Hall of Fame to the Red Wings, who have a storied oh, history, way, so... Quick, just a little update for you guys on the curling. USA is uh, really doing some work on some... Denmark Take that, Denmark. Right the Hornets got... The Hornets got Montrez Harrell. Um, Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, sorry, from the Wizards. And they gave up Ish Smith and uh, Vernon Carey Jr. Uh, the Suns got Tory Craig, and the Pacers got Jalen Smith. So there's a little swap, quick swap right there. Um, the Suns, the Suns got Aaron Holiday for cash, which is a good deal for them. And then another one that I thought was interesting before we take a brief timeout: um, the Raptors traded Dragic to the Spurs, Goran Dragic, and they instantly put him on waivers. And right now, apparently, Milwaukee's the favorite to land him. As of time of recording. So, that is an interesting one as well. All right, we got a few more trades to go over real quick. Um, the Magic got Bull Bull. So, Yeet. Bull Bull, Bull on the Bull. move. Love and then it. the last big one I wanted big to go Big boy shooter. The last big one I wanted to go over. Um, well, there's actually a couple more, sorry. The Jazz got uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Juancho Hernan Gomez um, in a three-team deal from Portland and San Antonio, but the Blazers got Joe Ingles from Utah, and that was a huge deal. That's big. That's big. Yeah. That was a huge deal. Um, Joe Ingles was very upset. He's going through an injury right now, so I think he's out for the rest of the year. Um, but he was definitely uh, vocal about his his being upset, but he understands the business kind of deal. So, you know, that's a big one. The Blazers, the piece they can build around in the future if they keep Dame. So, like, you know, we'll we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, just in general, but guys, the biggest one I wanted to go over was straight up between the Kings and the Pacers. Yeah. The Pacers got Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Ooh, that's Shit. huge. And the Kings, huge. the Kings got... So Demo- is his child support payments. <laughs> <laughs> the Kings got Zabonis, Justin Holiday, and Jeremy Lamb. That's a borderline mm-hmm. blockbuster right there. I mean... Yeah, Jeremy Lamb's... He's the big one there. Well, yeah. and so is Halliburton to the Pacers, too. Oh, for sure. And, like, Buddy Heald. Like the, Buddy Heald to the, the Pacers. The Pacers are going to make a push for playoffs now. And the Kings are... Yeah, bu- maybe. I mean, it's the Pacers. No, I. but mm-hmm. well, but the East is kind of... The East is, you know... It's... It, it's, not as, it's not as easy as it was. No. Yeah. Prior to guys like, you know, KD and, and Harden coming over. Yeah. But it's still a big deal. And the Kings with Zabonis, he's a triple-double machine. So that was a big one between the Pacers and the Kings. Um, and then, oh, CJ McCollum is now a Pelican along with Larry yep. Nance Jr. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, oh, shit. So, yeah, we had, we had quite a few. Um, and then just to touch on one more, uh, just for the sake of it, uh, I know I keep saying that, uh, the Cavs getting Karis LeVert was really nice oh, and, the, and they big. gave Ricky Rubio, who's out injured to the Pacers. So yeah. there's really not room for Rubio anymore with, with the emergence <laughs> of Darius Garland and then Sexton coming back. Yeah. So that one makes sense. Also, I, I, honestly, I would rather have Rubio than Sexton. Well, that's fair, but you don't have to worry about that anymore because the Pacers have his rights now. And then Karis LeVert being a cab, that's a nice piece off the yeah. bench. Hey, also, I think it's worth shouting out well, that... Shout out to my boy Karis LeVert. I don't mean to cut you off. It's all good. Shout out to Karis LeVert. Pickerton boy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Shit, dog. Yeah. And hey, just to add on to a little Cavs news there, how about uh, Jared Allen replacing um, uh, Harden 
How the All-Star game. How yeah. many times have I said this? Oh, yeah. I knew he Jared was going to get on an alternate. Yeah. I knew he would. It's yeah. it's awesome that he did. I've, I've been calling the shit. It's awesome that he did. So The name's Ben. Ben Nolan. Ben Nolan. Ben Nolan. So let's hop, let's hop over and do a quick uh, Winter Olympics. Uh, you know, just touch base, basically. Yeah. Um, at, uh, Phil, actually, I want I want to take the lead off on this. Yeah, go for I, it, man. I got a little I got a little soapbox that I want to stand on here for a minute, and okay. I think you guys will be on board with me with this. Let's do it. I don't like soapboxes, man. Well, too bad, buddy. It's time to get clean because you know who ain't fucking Russia and the IOC. Because these motherfuckers, what the fuck is this shit, okay? A 15-year-old girl, okay, competes for Ru- for the Russian Olympic Council Committee. committee. Yeah, Russian Olympic Committee out there in the uh, team committee. You know, Russia wins first in their uh, figure skating um, team competition. Well, then this 15-year-old girl gets popped for an illegal substance. Come to find out. Yeah, that, she's Russian. Yeah, come to find out. She's on three different heart medications and then she's trying to blame them on her grandfather. I bet. Yeah. I'm just three different heart positive. medications. That when explained from by an American doctor says, yeah, you combine these three, that's an endurance enhancer because it basically just means you're not gonna get tired anymore. You know? It boosts your endurance so that you can perform longer without getting exhausted. Just take Viagra. Yeah. Kind of. But anyway, <laughs> so then, Viagra for Russians. But here's so here's the big thing. One, Russia is not allowed to fly their flag at the Olympics. They're not allowed to compete under their own name. Why? Because of state-sponsored doping. Can't do oh, yeah. it. So what do they? So now they're this, and what do they get caught for? A little doping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would Cut be the, the corner? So what would be the natural course of action for this 15-year-old girl? No, she's she's done, right? No, she's allowed Maybe to compete. She's allowed to compete in the singles event, and they just say if she wins, if she places in, if she wins the gold or places first, they just won't have a medal ceremony. Well, guess what, folks? She placed first in the singles. Shocking. And there was no medal ceremony. And you know what? This is fucked up for all those athletes that were right behind her. That would probably end up being in a gold, silver, bronze position that could stand on a podium at the Olympics. I think you mean soapbox. Whatever, soapbox. But you get to sit there and look at their flag with their national anthem playing with a medal around their neck. You have now deprived them of that opportunity yeah. because you wanted to, what, save the ego of a 15-year-old girl? Not ruin the relationship with Russia? Who the fuck cares? These guys just ruined an opportunity for Olympic athletes, and Russia just proved why, again, they shouldn't even be in the games. I don't know why we even no, let athletes come in I, there. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. 100%. This is, it's absolute bullshit. I'm sorry, but Russia shouldn't be allowed to compete in the next probably 10 Olympics. I'm fine with they that. They shouldn't be allowed to have kids at all. I think <laughs> St- hashtag sterilize Russia. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should just nuke the fucking country and face the earth. Oh, that's a up. that's an interesting geopolitical take from Sky Ball. Well, leave the tigers and shit; those are cool. But everything else, lions, lions, tigers, and bears. We want those. Well, they don't have lions or bears. Oh, they definitely. Oh, they, oh, they have no, bears. They yeah, you're right. They polar definitely bears. have bears. They train. They they wrestle bears for fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Bears. They have polar bears. I bet you there's some kind of lion, like mountain lion or something like that. Yeah, you know, pumas. Like you got to think it's snow ba- leopards. It goes. Yeah, it goes all. It goes all the way from like the European part yeah. of Russia all the way to like China. Ooh, we I mean, your, yeah, well, we that's why Napoleon and Hitler got fucking 
Yeah. Screwed. Yeah. Trying to invade. Yeah. This is hey, this has been history one on one with Sky Ball. This is just... if I, dude, if I was a social studies teacher, I'd be the coolest motherfucker out there. That's fair. Um, right now, guys, I'd be, I'd be dope in my class. It's funny because uh, the ROC only has four golds, but they are second in medal count. Norway leads the whole thing in golds and medal count. So shout out to Norway, I guess. Those Norwegians, man. I'm telling you, the, I I don't know how the Scandinavian countries haven't just won gold every single year in the Winter Olympics. Yeah, I mean they, or they like, focus or just, on or it. Or just like been or been number one in medal count for gold and overall. I wanted to highlight a team because there's no NHLers there. Like I still watch the men's hockey. Yeah. But it's not as exciting without them. No, not really. But it's still cool. Those guys are getting a chance. But it's fun to watch the women's team, the U.S. Yep. women's team play. Yep. And they're playing for gold tonight against Canada again. Oh, yeah. It is. Uh, it By the time you guys hear this, the game will already be final. So go check it out. Yep. It'll probably be re-aired a few times. Hey, Skylar Ball, guess what? What do you want? How many women Buckeye hockey players do you think are on their national teams over playing in the Olympics? I'll give you an over-under. What's the over-under? I'll give you the over-under of five. Or, no. Actually, no. I'm going to I'm gonna make it... Yeah, no. I like five. I like five. Like you always say, life's too short to bet the under. I'm going to go eight. Ooh. I'm sorry, buddy. It is actually four. Well, that's stupid. I'm sorry. But, that, is, that is just ridiculous. But women Buckeyes showing out out there That's, at the Olympics. Oh, it's awesome. And, you know, the U.S. women's team won gold um, yeah. in 2018 in Pyeongchang. So they're going to be tra- they're gonna be going for it again here in, in China in 2022. Playing Canada, you know it's a big deal for both. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, this is this is the, the biggest rivalry in hockey probably. But besides the U.S. and Russia, it's then U.S. and Canada. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, God, do we always want to go and just ruin the day of our brothers from the north and just say, Sorry, buddy. I guess you're going to have to uh, go Try home. Try a bottle and, of maple uh, syrup and suck it up. Yeah, that's real. That's a real bad, bad bruiser, buddy. Sky, what other uh, Winter Olympic sports do you like watching, just in general? Fucking curling. Yeah. Also, can I, can I say one thing? Have a puppers and get over it, Bob. No, uh, <laughs> I was gonna get there. That that what's the? It's not bobsled. What's the the oh the two, skeleton bobsled, or bobsled skeleton? The two, the two man luge. Two man luge. I can't go, bro. I can't do it. All right, Skyler, you got to pick one person. You have to pick one person to do the two man luge with. You. <laughs> Who's top bottom? Oh God. You're always bottom. It's kind of sus. That was hella I'm, sus. I'm Bryce. riding Nate the whole way down that rail. <laughs> Oh my god. Phil, you have to do a two man luge. Who are you going with? Ooh, I'm gonna think of a small Us? No, I'm no. I'm gonna go He wants a two man Sammy. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a small person, a smaller human being what to, to small person. To fit in that that luge, you yeah. know, in that whatever they call so it, in the sled. Are you saying you're gonna put a child in that luge with you, dude? What the Dad? fuck? What the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm going to take my buddy PJ Malajizi, who is 5'8". I have experience I am taking my buddy PJ Malajizi, who is like 5'8", 5'9". That is my guy. And he tips like a beast. Ooh, he does tip like a beast. I'm getting that. So, I'm going to take PJ in this one. Shout, hey, shout out to PJ Malajizi, loyal listener of the podcast. Yep. I'd let him tip me on the luge. Hey, yo. 
Um, is there Nate? Do you have anything that you really have enjoyed watching outside of curling? Because that's already been touched on. I mean, we do love us some curling. Um, of course, you know the snowboarding was pretty fun. Seeing Sean White in his last. Fuck Sean White! He's a fucking pathetic loser. What? Wow! Whoa! He didn't win gold. Oh, he's yeah. won plenty of golds. Yeah. Not, not this year. Yeah, oh, man, I, I live in the now, boys. Yeah, wow. man, but that but that gold medal run that was put down was fucking unreal. Yeah, Tom, what's that called? He almost won a gold medal. Oh yeah, Tom Brady didn't win the Super Bowl this year. He's still widely renowned as the greatest quarterback of all time. Tom Brady's a weird mouth kissing bitch. I don't think I don't think it's fair to say fuck Sean White for not winning in his last Olympics. Facetious, as you always say, Phil. Facetious, Philip. Um, but that sounds like a canard. Canard. Anyway, um, have enjoyed have enjoyed watching that. I've been watching the Luge and the Skeleton and the Bobsleigh. Uh, we do love that. Scout, yeah, Skeleton. Yep. I mean, even even the yeah. figure skating. I'm not a big figure skating fan, but like, it's so impressive what those men and women do on the ice. Yeah, dude, have you guys watched? Have you guys seen the Super G in the skiing, the downhill skiing, the Super G Sky? Have you seen this shit, man? These fuckers are going like 90, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 90 yeah. miles an hour, fucking weaving down hills. Your skis I, are long dude, poles. Oh my god! I would rather simply burn up. Oh my god, dude! I'd rather be nailed to a cross and die for the world's sins than do that. Like, hold on. and the speed. Shout out my boy Jesus. And the speed skating too, man. Speed like, skating is wild yeah. too. How about hey? How about that's what Apollo Ono did, right? The, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but, I would do it. I don't like the uniform. United States first African American female to ever win a medal in that sport. Stick taps. Yeah, Stick yeah, taps. Absolutely. Believe her name was Jackson. Yeah, Aaron Johnson, maybe Aaron Johnson, something Aaron like that. Jackson, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. yeah, that was that. I think that's huge. As didn't well. didn't Chloe Kim get a, another gold too? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah she, she she came out with her like battle with mental health and yeah. got a gold. So stick taps for her too. Yeah, absolutely. It's awesome. It's you know it's fun yeah. to see. The U.S. is third in golds right now. Yeah, we have eight golds um, going well, into time of recording. Uh, it's a great question because Norway is, and then Germany's right behind well, them. Well, because the sports that you know we we're letting Germany beat us. Our best athletes. Our best athletes. We got we got to go full World War Two. We Ooh, here we go. Us. We're gonna turn on some women's combined downhill. Not sure what we're looking at here, but oh, this uh, shit, this shit is bananas. Oh man, yeah. How, how they're going like seventy-five miles an hour. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Look at uh, well, see everything right now is in kilometers per hour. Thank you, metric system. I wish I knew you fucking american school system sons sons of bitches all right so once again guys olympics will wrap up on the 20th stay tuned until then Uh, check out the final medal counts and see how where the u.s ends up and i know we have some viewers from outside um i know we got one australian viewer shout out to my buddy jesse byrne thanks for listening man much appreciated so we have one more topic to discuss before we end this one and the only reason we're breaking it up is this should have been spring training week God damn it, do I hate Major League Baseball's oh ineptitude. Oh my god, they're fucking awful. Ineptitude. Rob Manfred is obviously employed by the owners. Mm-hmm. I hope he dies in a fiery car yeah. accident. The owners come in with all these shit proposals. Yep. They want to eliminate minor league jobs. It costs like $3 million a year to run a minor league club. As a major league club. Because you're not paying all the expenses. The right. minor league clubs are yeah. owned independently from you. Yep. But to operate. It's embarrassing. I get the I get the pandemic crushed you. You win an entire season without fans. 
truthfully, baseball couldn't have been in a worse time frame for the 2020 pandemic. Like the yeah, N- absolutely. The NFL they're already a- they're already financially struggling, and yeah. you know this, well, is, a, this the- is already a league on the decline in viewership from a television standpoint. It's just funny because they have TV deals out the wazoo. People right. watch people watch baseball, but not everybody talks about it the way we do football and basketball. Exactly. So they had no fans in 2020 until like the World Series in Texas, right? Yeah. So they had a tough year. No, we can't get to the World Series. 2021. I know for speaking for Ohio for the artists formerly known as the Indians and then the Reds, they didn't have full stadiums until June of 2021. So they went two two months at reduced fans. And I understand that that hurts, that hurts you at the end of the day. Nobody coming well, through the... Sales and viewership. Exactly. Nobody, yeah. nobody coming through the turnstile sucks, but also, you know, you're only relying on television and radio viewership. Also, real fast, Nate's pissing so hard. It sounds, it sounds like he's frying chicken in there. Nate, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Nate is absolutely not pissing. But I, I'm going to go on a little soapbox. He's pissing me off. I'm going to go on a little soapbox myself. Go as, off, King! As the resident baseball junkie of this podcast. The embarrassing part for baseball is they already played a 60-game season... Two years ago. Baseball is historically known for their strikes, their lockouts. They have more than any other league combined, it feels like, besides oh, yeah. besides maybe the NHL. But, they're, I mean, they, they're like neck and neck. It's close. And my, my big thing is spring break is now delayed, which is a joke. This could have easily been worked out. They come to the table with shit proposals. They need to do away with manipulating service time. Yeah. Keeping a guy down in the minors till like April 12th when opening day is April 1st when he's ready to manipulate his service time to give six full seasons out of him is yeah. embarrassing. No, it's stupid. The, and the player shouldn't stand for it either. They should close it I down from a, a, really a rookie do, deal. A rookie deal is three years. You have three years of full options in baseball. So you can get freely sent up and down to the minors for three seasons. Yeah. A- after that, you got to clear waivers. After that, you hit arbitration. You go through arbitration a few times. Then after six years, you are a full free agent. UFA, sign wherever you want. Right. To, to put it in retrospect to other sports for listeners that may not know, hockey is three years and then you're an RFA. And then it's like two more. But you don't have to sign. There's a lot of different factors. You don't have to jump through all the hoops that you do in baseball. Correct. The NFL is five years for first rounders, four for five because they have an option for first rounders, and then yeah. four years for everyone else. And then the NBA... Yeah, because you get your fifth-year option. Exactly. For, only for first-rounders. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the NBA is five years, I believe. And the NBA is five, yeah. Yeah. So, those are all fair for rookie contracts. Like, I don't think anybody's complaining. The average career length of those, NFL is shorter than NBA. NBA is decent length. NHL is decent length. MLB is pretty good length based on the fact that you can get caught up and down so frequently for three seasons that no other sport really does on the same level except for hockey. Basketball has the but, G League, but, yeah, but it's, it's not quite... The NBA is so the hard to make a roster. If you suck, you get sent to It's so hard to make a roster in the NBA. There's only 15 guys make it. Yeah. So, like, the jobs are so few and far between. It's a nice Matt Chapman jersey. So, my thing is... Did you just out him? The owners need to come in. The owners need to come in with a reasonable offer, sit down... Hold on. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but... No, no, let him, no, let him continue. Are you wearing no. fucking tights? They're compression sleeves. In your house? Yeah. I am. What are you, running circles around your tiny-ass kitchen? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Whatever. fair enough. YOLO. Don't continue. The owners need to come in with a reasonable offer that is actually reasonable for everybody. But what I love that baseball is kicking around now, which I think will alleviate these issues down the line, they're talking about going to a lottery. But I think every every, every sport, sport should have a lottery 100% because yeah. tanking is trash. Yeah, especially the NFL. And what they should do is they should reward the teams that barely miss out on the playoffs. Those teams should have the highest 
lottery picks. Per, the highest percentage. Yeah. And the teams that finished dead last, like the Pittsburgh Pirates that have like a $42 million payroll. The Cryrits. They should be automatically, if you finish last like that, you should have the lowest odds. Because the NHL doesn't do that, but the NHL also doesn't tank like that. Yeah. It's not really a problem in that league. In baseball, it's a huge problem because these owners, because baseball is exempt from antitrust act, the antitrust act, they were exempt back when Kennesaw Mountain Landis was the commissioner. Yeah. They went through all this litigation and the United States Supreme Court said, nah, we don't need any kind of salary cap and we, you know, don't have to worry about, you know, antitrust, quote unquote. Baseball is the cis white male of the sports world. (laughs) Kind of. Absolutely. (laughs) And... What, what's upsetting to me as a baseball fan is, you know, teams like the Astros tanked properly. And yes, they cheated, but they also were good as fuck. And they had three straight 100-plus lost seasons, and then they got out of it and won a World Series, been to a World Series. They, they found success. There's franchises like the Pirates that are selling off players left and right because they don't want to pay them yeah. solely. If I'm a Pirates fan, what is bringing me to the ballpark at PNC Nothing. other than the fact it's beautiful and on Fridays in August and September, when football starts, yep. they do four dollar beers and dollar hot dogs. Yeah. What other reason would you that, have to right go? There. Yeah. That's that it. That's that, it. That part right there. You had so to four dollar beers. The product is so bad. Yeah. So, Bill, let me ask you what What is the MLB? It's like the Jaguars. What's the MLB's? At least they have of, a salary cap. What's the MLB's kind of ownership rules? Like, do they have the way to? kind of force ownership out and, you know, force a sale of a team in any way. It's nothing like the other sports. No. I was going to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You, I mean, you're, I, you're, I was you're, about trying, to say, you're trying to bail the Titanic out with a pail right there. Yeah. No, no it's not like other sports. And, and that that's the huge problem is like, speaking from personal experience, as a Cincinnati Reds fan, the Castellanis have tried to win twice. And that was when Joey Votto first emerged. 09, he was very good. 2010, he wins the MVP. They go out and get guys like Matt Latos. They sign, you know, make trades, sign guys, and they put together a pretty good ball ball club after 2010 when they won the NL Central. Because in 2012 they won the NL Central again. And they had 97 wins. Yep. And then in 2013 they made the wild card game. And the thing is, most of their players were homegrown. Guys like Jay Bruce, guys like Johnny Cueto, guys like Joey Votto, guys like Todd Frazier. You know, but they went out and signed guys like Scott Rowland. Yeah. They went out and spent the money. Ryan Ludwig. Yep. Raked for the Cardinals. They brought him in. But most of the guys were homegrown at that point, which is a small market team. You need to be able to be good at having a very strong minor league system. That's why St. Louis is so good. The Cardinals are so good. Second most World Series all time because even as a small market franchise in a city that only has two pro sports teams now, they have the best minor league system in the world. And they bring up all these pitchers and all these guys you never heard of. And they're willing to, you know, and they develop them well. That's what these smaller market teams don't do. And they don't have the deep pocketbooks. And people will argue that they do. The oh, the Reds are worth over a billion dollars. Great. That doesn't mean the owner has a billion dollars. I mean, right if, if they sold... That's fucking jersey sales, ticket sales, fucking... Exactly. And the TV deals. TV, TV deals, concession sales, fucking... Exactly. Yeah, it's the whole nine. Exactly. And that's the thing is like... Base, you're really baseball. Getting, you're probably getting a third of that on the payroll. Baseball economics is so antiquated. Joey Votto signed for like 250 ish million dollars over 10 years. 
and now at the back end of his career, he's making $22 million a year. And last year, he was amazing. But the previous two years, he wasn't so good. Right. And everyone's like, they're overpaying. And I'm like, he made $500,000 the year he won the MVP. Yeah. You're not paying him for services rendered now. You're paying him for services provided then. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't realize in baseball. And that's why the fun thing about baseball is small markets still thrive. Because if you, you can assemble a good team and not have to shell out money like the Yankees, the Red Sox, teams, the Dodgers, it helps. It certainly yeah. helps when you can do it. Yeah, but you, when you had teams I mean, the like the Indians we, took that team to the 2016 World Series, and that, that payroll that wasn't team, very high. The, 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 the Rays? When the Royals did it. The Royals? It, yeah, the, Royals the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah. When the Moneyball team... Yeah, the A's. That's probably the most famous <laughs> low payroll yeah. championship contender team Oh yeah, we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, ab- and, absolutely. And so Billy Bean, the way he did that was through analytics. Value and analytics. And va- yeah, and yeah, value. And on and paper. Baseball's and, and at this... It worked. Oh, yeah. Baseball's at this weird crossroads. You're saying, what, like $32 million for the entire payroll or something like that? That was, that was 20 years ago, but yeah. Those, baseball's yeah. one of those sports where it, like, it, that can work. Now, football, not so much. Well, it's so like, you remember when the Browns hired the same guy that did the analytics for the Open A's on yeah. that team? Yeah, now he's the GM for the Vikings. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 well, in Cleveland, nothing works. So, it, it, it kind of blew up in our faces, but look at him now... It's yeah, I mean, I the thing with baseball to me is it's at this crossroad of analytics meets eye test. Yep. Yeah. And you have well, the, and the eye test is kind of an outdated thing. The eye test is outdated, but there are certain guys that when you watch them play. Like Billy Bean, for example. Yeah, he, Billy Bean. He was a five-tool player based on the eye test. Yeah. And he was out after, what, like four years? He never really started on a roster? I think one of my favorite examples of this is Jose Altuve. He's tiny, right? Yeah. And yet he's an AL MVP. He's won a World Series. Salvador Perez with, with, with the Royals. He's a homegrown guy. And Salvi Perez last year broke the record for most home runs in a season by a catcher on a very bad Royals team. You have to be able to hit home runs both analytically and with the eye test. Because if a guy throws 102 miles an hour but he can't locate it, what good is that fastball? Yep. But hey, it breaks at this percentage and his two-seam fastball is in the 99th percentile of movement. That's great. What percentage of strikes does he throw? How many swings and misses does he get? What's his batting average on balls and play against him? There are so many. We have so much data available to us. And right now we're in the weird time of meshing all of it together and building the perfect roster. And I think that's where a lot of people are butting heads in baseball. And that's where a lot of owners don't want to pay guys because they go, owners are obviously older. They're from a generation that grew up watching Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle and, you know, the Big Red Machine and those teams. And they don't understand that there are you have so much data in front of you in which to evaluate a player. And some of them want to use it all and some of them don't. The Tampa Bay Rays have made two World Series in their history. Yep. And they've been a pretty legit contender over the last couple of years mm-hmm. because they embraced analytics yeah. on a virtually nothing payroll playing in a dump of a stadium where nobody goes to watch them. Yeah. But they, they – I mean – they knew what they were doing at the time, and they've stuck with the plan of analytics, but they've also been willing to make deals. Yeah. Last year, they traded their starting shortstop super early in the year. They made the postseason again. I think they won the AL East last year, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. They, and, and they tra- fucking insane, too. Yeah, they're like 95 wins, and they traded their they shortstop to the Brewers and then brought up this 20-year-old kid who was the AL Rookie of the Year. They knew what they're doing. They, they believe in the system they have in place. And so many teams don't let give that system enough time. They yeah. don't give it enough time. 
And that's the frustrating part to me. The owners need to come to the table. They need to listen to the Players Association. The Players Association is going to have to flex a little bit. But on certain, like the universal DH was immediately agreed upon, and it needed to be. It balances out free agency for both leagues. Because old sluggers just go to the AL previously, and the NL gets left in the dust. And then the AL overpays for great pitching because you have to get nine hitters out instead of eight. So all of that's been rendered irrelevant now. There will be no more pitchers batting, thank God. Yep. We're going to have DH only, which is the way the world works now. Offense is king. And it's so weird, though. Like, think about it. That's like, I mean, that's a major, major change to the game. Like, mm-hmm. the strategy is entirely different. Now. It is. It changes everything. It's so, awesome. just think if that happened a year earlier, we wouldn't have Shohei Otani. Otani's different because he pitches. Yeah. On days he's pitching, he doesn't bat. Oh, he doesn't? No. He's, I, th- he, I thought he was doing both. No. On days he doesn't, on days he's not pitching, he either DHs or plays right field. Oh, okay. Which well, is you, I knew the right field thing. Yeah, that you you can do that still. That's totally fine. Um, but like on a given day, you every team will have a designated hitter on the roster, which is yeah. good. But they need to come together, figure it out, get baseball on track. We need opening day. We need baseball we because need base, baseball can't afford to go through this if they want to stay even semi relevant. I still think it's right. St- it's still bigger than hockey, and it's still bigger than the MLS. But that's my. You know that is my honest opinion. Uh, when, I mean, it, I, when it I, when it comes to the negotiations, seventy-seven day lockouts for two. NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, MLS, mm-hmm. in that order. And then you can go down to like other things like golf, and then like EPL and shit like that. The yeah. Ross, fucking. Yeah, PLL, whatever it's called now. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. So PLL. that'll pretty much wrap up my thoughts on the MLB lockout. It sucks ass. Get your shit together, boys. Um, before we wrap this up. Scott, do you have anything for the people? Oh, do I? Oh, boy. You opened that one. Man. I'm going to go back to the whole fact that uh, the refs in the NFL got to be penalized. Start finding them. Seriously. Find the refs. Ooh, I, I kind of like that. I endorse that. Like an, yeah. like an independent arbitrator evaluates the game and then based on yeah. the calls to other games and other th- like, you know, they can get suspended. Or... If you miss an egregious call, you got to pay $100,000. That's insane amount of money well, for for guys for guys that aren't paid by the NFL. But doesn't matter. Um, that's fair. Yeah, we need to hold a. Yeah, the NFL has got to be cutthroat. There, the there's got to be. They have to be. There needs to be some sort of accountability. You guys, you guys don't find arguing over calls fun. No, I I hate it. I would like to see. I just want the refs to fucking do their goddamn job and make the right call. I want to see instant replay. It's tough when they're moving players are moving that fast. We get to see it a hundred times in slow mo. Well, then do it all digital. I don't know how that would work. I would like to see instant replay done away with in soccer and baseball. Just I can live with bad calls. I don't need instant soccer, replay. Soccer, we don't need it, yeah. Like, baseball, though, I mean, when so, it comes to throwouts, I think you need it. Wait till, nah, wait till Lionel Messi gets tears his ACL on a play that's not offside, goes in, goalie takes him out, tears his knee out, career over, and then they go, offside, because we delayed it, because we want to let VAR look. Fuck that. I'm with you on, I'm with you on soccer. You know what I mean? Baseball, um, though, I think baseball is too much of a technical sport. It comes down to... Like, I, I, well, the thing about baseball is a guy slides into second base. His, his He beats the throw, no tag, hits the bag, and then his momentum of hitting the bag takes him off it, like elevates for a split second. Well, I think that really out. Comes, and it's I like, really that's, he's that not out. down to the fact that once you touch the bag, you're safe. I think that needs to be a rule. You can't overrun second and third, but like if you're sliding in... I think, I, I think you should be able to. I think it should be the same across the board. Nah. No way. 
not obviously like egregiously like overrunning it, but if if, if your foot comes up after you touch the base, if your cleat comes up for a half a second, I think it should still be safe. I'm talking, yeah, guys sliding in. That's yeah, fair either way. But your you, momentum carries you. The impact lifts your foot for a half second off the base. I think you should still be you should still be called safe. I mean, but I still think you do need replay in baseball for home runs and like stuff like that. Sure. But that, that's a, that's a, we can have a debate on that yeah. as an opinion piece, too. We should do a, a, a fucking instant replay, like, entire opinion piece. Yeah, we can do that. Nate, what do you got for the people? Stack guy, Nate. Just uh, keep enjoying those Olympics, folks. I mean, this is kind of what we have. This, hockey, NBA, this is what we have right now. We're um, watching skiing right now, and that chick, her gap in her teeth is so big, I don't know whether to smile at her or kick a field goal. Oh, dude, it's just social distancing. Mm-hmm. Might have to go full Evan McSpearson. Yeah, it's just social distancing, dude. Come on. You could fly a 747 through that. They're in China. Um, yep, but other than that, we don't really have a lot going on in sports. Except uh, for your tights. That's about it. Um, that's I, I, wish, I wish Skyler would sometimes learn to just shut uh, fuck up. But anyway, right. learn to not wear tights. Uh, I'm looking forward to the MLS preview show that we're gonna be doing. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing that this week. Um, Go crew for the next for the next pod. Yep, the crew open up on the 26th. Love um, and then yeah, we got MLS opening weekend. Should be fun. You got Shakiri in Chicago now, and a bunch of other guys. You got uh, Insigne went to Toronto. Those are big markets, but still, those are guys that could easily be playing in Europe still that have chosen to come to the MLS. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger, boys. So let's see what uh. Well, I have it there. So, for the co-host of Chaos Sky Ball and the guy who loved to hate Stack Guy Night, it's your boy Phil Rose. You're saying small market insecurities. Paris World Booth. Love you guys.